You can stop the search for something intellectual and fulfilling. You've tuned into the diary of a bald man. And there is no, no going back. Let the moaning, groaning and bitching begin in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hey, sinners, and welcome to the shit show. This is Alan Wolford, your host on Diary of a Bald Man. Now, before we get into the show, I want to just, you know, thank all of you for being here. Thank you for listening, for participating, and being involved in this endeavor. You know, it's it's different when you're just putting out information and you're doing different things and you don't reach an audience. With you, I have one now. You know, one of the things that makes this endeavor, this podcast, so important to me and special to me is that the feedback we get, you know, whether it just made somebody laugh, even if it's nonsensical, even if it doesn't benefit them, you know, spiritually, emotionally, physically, and any other form or fashion, it's the fact that we get here together and we spend this time and we contemplate and we digest information and we share things that then we could share out to others, right? It may not benefit us immediately, but down the line, somebody else is going to come to you and say, hey, I've got this going on. What suggestions do you have? What ideas do you have? You know, the things we do second by second has a butterfly effect on others. You just flap your wings. It cools the air. It stimulates somebody else. We don't always see the effect we have on people. And that's the problem. You know, we have to see. We have to cue in and look for any anomalies or anything that's changing that could affect us. Because when that person's gone, that situation, that time, that opportunity, we can't recover it. It can't. One of the things that I love about today's show, back in 2013, over nine years ago, I got here into East Tennessee and was working on a project in Greenville. And... As I was going through, I knew that, you know, for my year was coming up and in my profession, in my trade as a safety manager, as a safety professional, you want additional training every year, right? You want to add to your skills. You want to add to your knowledge, not stack certificates, not stacking, you know, all these papers that doesn't mean shit that you're not going to use, that you don't apply yourself to, that you don't apply for the benefit of others. And that was coming up. I found while building the U.S. Nitrogen Project and being involved with that, that I really enjoyed the chemical side because I already had a background in hazardous materials, uh, waste streams, saps, things like that. But what I found that I liked about that particular industry was there are chemical plants everywhere. So when I was researching on the best safety training for the endeavor I was going into, I looked at the areas where your biggest petrochemical, oil, gas, chemical plants. So say from New Jersey down the Eastern shore, you know, into Louisiana, Mississippi, Texas. And one of the certifications that stood out was called COS. So COS stands for Certified Occupational Safety Specialist. And it was a big thing. Um, The reason it was a big thing, a lot of the people down in you know, the panhandle of Florida, uh, all the way to Louisiana, Texas, they looked at this. And one of the reasons it engaged them was if you went in on the construction side, you brought the plant online, your training then went into general industry. It gave you a broad and great view of what you'd run into, 
certain obstacles. It also trains you on behavior-based safety. And, and, you know, there's variations on what people think is beneficial. Some believe BBS is good. Some don't. But, you know, if you listen to certain things and you're investigating incidents and accidents, you know, a lot of people never take the time. They'll look in, they're doing their fishbone algorithm. They'll look at man, weather, maintenance, all these records. They'll look at the individual. And then they'll say, I don't understand what happened. And then I show them the new technique where they put up a maze. You know, here's the obstacles. Here's the things that were occurring. Here's the stuff. I said, why did the mouse turn left? What was the obstacle in front of him? What was the situation, the condition that made him go outside? Things that he normally did. That anomaly. My trainer who is part of this podcast, it was a joint podcast he's placing on his, was one of the probably most engaging and most interesting people I ever met in my life. And having traveled, you know, numerous places, Asia, Alaska, I've been in all states except for, you know, a couple, Vermont, New Hampshire. And one of the things I liked was his approach. Because his background, he worked in water treatment, wastewater, uh, he was uh, an ocean trainer as well. But something got him into the cost side. Something said, get away from this, get into this. And when I was sitting in the class, I've been in numerous classes in safety and in other things. You know, you have to take numerous ones. And I thought, okay, this is going to be interesting because the minute I walked in the fucking door and sat down within 30 minutes, he had us a test. Pissed me off because... Nobody told me I was going to take the test on day one. But it was beautiful because it gave Sheldon and the cost people a baseline, right, of stuff that I knew. If I didn't know this, he'd know, okay, I need to emphasize fall protection. I need to emphasize machine guarding. It was beautifully done. It was a gauge to determine where we were. And we had a question. Before the class, how much did we think we knew about safety? And I've been involved in construction, hazardous materials, general industry. Um, I was surprised how little I knew. I knew a lot of the stuff that was involved in day-to-day, right? You have a machine shop, you have presses, you have welders, you have things like that. You know those. But a lot of people never think about the behind-the-scenes, the lockout tagout, the process to do that. They don't look at the labeling on the machines, pinch points, nip points, Sheldon had a unique way to train, and it stuck with me. When I left Nashville after that week-long course, and I had passed my exam, and let me tell you, the homework, the classroom sessions, the exam, this was designed at a college level. And I've never been to college. The way Sheldon prepared it, the way he presented it, there was absolutely no way I could fail if I didn't follow his steps to study, research the material he presented for that next day, and build up. One of the most amazing people I met in my life. In just a minute, you're going to hear from the man himself. He not only taught me the costs, he was the very first podcast I was ever on. I was on episode seven years ago, years ago. Uh, It was prior to getting on with the Safety Justice League, the Dragging Up 6.0. And the way he presented information is what gave me the inspiration to bring up Dragon 6.0, 
bring up Diary of a Bald Man. The man is an inspiration. So here I am starting this stuff, and I've got the costs. I've got my CSM. I went to NASP a year later. Then I got certified as a Haswhopper trained the trainer. But then as I was going through, I found out people were constantly calling me for advice and information because they knew me from the U.S. Nitrogen Project. The years we were there, a lot of the uh, subcontractors and support people were like, hey, Alan was really good at this. Let's go to him. So when I got into consulting, guess who trained me? Guess whose program got me into consulting? And I did very well at it until it came to getting paid. That was one thing I, I did not foresee was me paying for everything out of pocket and it being months and months and months before I saw the return. And when we return, the man who trained me to be a podcaster, the man who trained me to be a better trainer with more information, more knowledge, um, a, a great way to approach people with learning disabilities or any other disability. It doesn't have to be a disability, just a lack of knowledge. And the one that got me going, Mr. Sheldon Primus, and you'll hear from him in just a moment. In the professional safety community, communication and planning are just a few keys to your program's success. The question many practitioners have is, where do I start? Dr. Jay Allen, the creator of the Safety FM platform and host of the Rated R Safety Show, has built a global foundation to help you along the way. Go to safetyfm.com and listen to some of the industry's best and most involved professionals, including Blaine Hoffman with the Safety Pro, Sam Goodman with the Hop Nerd, Sheldon Primus with the Safety Consultant, Jim Pozell with Safety Wars, Emily Elrod with Unapologetically Bold, and many others. As individuals, we can do great things, but as a team, we become amazing. Dial into safetyfm.com today and surround yourself with a powerful force of knowledge and support. Alan Wolford has produced this podcast for entertainment purposes. Neither this nor any other podcast he produced constitute legal, medical, marital, sexual, or professional advice. The opinions and views presented by Alan are his own and do not reflect the views or opinions of employers, clients, family, Facebook groupies, promotional sponsors, or baby Jesus. Any health information shared or mentioned as an alternative does not create any patient-physician relationship or other professional relationship between the audience and the presenters. No person listening to any podcast from this rocket surgeon should act or refrain from acting based on the content of a podcast without first seeking appropriate professional advice and or counseling. Nor shall the information be used to substitute for professional advice and counseling. As stated earlier, this show is for entertainment purposes, not how to lead or change your life, do what is best for you or what your spouse approves of. Alan Wolford and all guests of the show expressly disclaim all liability relating to any actions taken or not taken based on any and all contents of this site. This is Alan Wolfer with Diary of Bald Man, and again, I get to speak to the legendary, my icon, my mentor, Sheldon Primus. Hey, Sheldon, good morning. 
Or good hey. afternoon, brother. I know. Good afternoon. Good morning. Good whatever time it is. <laughs> I, I wonder, you know, sometimes should I say like good morning, good afternoon? Because, you know, people listening are like, I, I wonder where it is. So, mm-hmm. you know, for those who are listening, I'm in Dandridge, Tennessee. And Sheldon, where are you getting that, brother? Camila, Georgia right now for uh, one more day. And then tomorrow we will be in, uh, where are we going to be tomorrow? I honestly, up? <laughs> we're dragging up. <laughs> You're the one who taught <laughs> me that. I had no idea what that meant, even though I worked in oil and gas with, uh, well, me not physically working in oil and gas, but I mean my uh, some clients. And I've never heard the term until you, and I loved it. I was like, that is so awesome. <laughs> yes. You know, a lot of people, I, I've heard it a lot in construction. And when I was up in uh, Alaska, you know, it had the same connotation, but, you know, with the military guys, yeah, I'm PCSing, I'm dragging up from this location going there uh, because it related to their duffel bag. And, you know, when we were going in and we started the podcast, people mean, meaning, you know, military average listeners were like, what the hell is dragging up me? You know, why does somebody drag up? You know, what brings that? Oh, man, hmm. a lot of history. A lot of history. Oh, but, man. You, you know, one of the things... You know, since this is a dual podcast mm-hmm. and we got that going for us. But one of the things I got to ask you, Sheldon, you know, when you started your podcast, I, I tell everybody, you were my inspiration. You're the one that got me going. How did you get started into podcasting yourself? I mean, I never asked you that. Yeah, that's true. Um, honestly, I just, I listened to podcasts so much that I thought, hmm. Wouldn't it be cool to have a podcast specifically to help consultants learn the business of being a consultant? And I, I literally looked for it and I could not find anyone that was their niche, if you will, as the, the industry loves to say, the niche marketing. Uh, I never heard anyone that just specifically told people about the business behind the consulting. And uh, there's many people who do uh, versions of that for for um, a marketing side. But then I was thinking, well, let's just do it for a podcast. And I honestly had no idea what to do. I started like two to three episodes. And and I, well, I think what I did first is uh, five episodes just to try it. And then after that, I was like, okay, <laughs> let's, let's see, I'll do it. And, uh, and I wanted to commit to one day a week and just think of it as my job. And, uh, and honestly, it was just a thought that I couldn't find anywhere, anyone that did it. So I did, well, I'll do it. <laughs> and that was, that was my real honest reason for starting the podcast. I mean, I loved it. You know, and like I said, you, your show was the very first one I went on to. And then I did uh, safety justice league, yeah. but I really didn't think about it until I'd go back, you know, when I was taking the consulting program and I was looking at your videos and stuff. And I was like, this is such a great platform, you know, to use for educating and forming and communicating. And the, one of the things, you know, I recognized from your class was the way you do it is like you're in that classroom, you know, and like we were talking about yesterday, you know, instead of talking at people, you know, you were talking to somebody you knew, you were talking in friendly tone and, yeah. and you drew people in. And I feel bad because I never asked you about that when you inspired me to start this, you know, cause everybody said, you know, Alan, what was your favorite podcast? And I said, I, I never listened to any except for yours, 
and I was listening to Safety Justice League because when I got on there and I was seeing how they were interviewing, and um, yeah, somebody just asked me that. What inspired me to do it? You know, Man. now I know That's how you cool. got inspired, and that that means a lot. You know, for yeah. anybody listening, think about it. Yeah, maybe in that niche market. Yeah. And honestly, I'm I, uh, the Safety Justice League gang. I remember when they got on my show. Well, uh, they're shortly after you because I interviewed Abby first, and then after I interviewed Abby, uh, the four of them at the time were, were together, and yeah. uh, they didn't really have a name or anything yet. They're kind of you know just if they were going to use that name eventually, they're kind of of. Uh, going through it and then eventually they're like, oh, yeah, safety justice sounds good. So they, they kept it going. But uh, I honestly had them like almost right when you were, <laughs> it was no so kidding. cool. See, yeah. I didn't even cool. think to ask Abby and Redbeard and all of them when I was on there, how they came up with the term safety justice league. Cause you know, I, I read Abby's book on consulting and how she got started. You know, she put that out. I can't remember if it was last year, year prior, um, yeah. you know, and, people in our industry start writing more. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, when I, when I was looking to start doing interviews, definitely wanted you to be absolutely one of the first because you're the one that inspired me. Um, but, you know, I notice a lot of our people are getting into new forms of communication, written and verbal. Yeah. And, it, you know, again, knowing that I listened to yours, that was, that was my uh, Phoenix. That was my start. Was there a particular one that you listened to that you got the idea, hey, this is a great format. This is, you know, did you have a favorite or? Um, I did. You know, I, okay. My okay. favorite is a guy named Pat Flynn. And he's a business podcaster. And uh, and I'll just truly, I, I heard him and I was thinking, oh, yeah, I just love the idea of first marketing because my, my bachelor's degree is in marketing, but my master's is in public administration. So the marketing side of me really kind of flocked to his his ideology. But the, the when I really started listening to Pat and uh, his um, Smart Passive Income is the name of his podcast, Pat Flynn. And the Smart Passive Income uh, podcast, as I was listening to it, I was getting information. I was thinking of how to do uh, everything. You know, that's what encouraged me to write the book and the course and everything else from the podcast. (laughs) So it's amazing that this medium, like you're just saying, this new medium for us, it's still, you know, branching off and it's been around for other mediums, but for safety, goodness, you never had anything in safety with podcasting. We didn't, you know, we're still showing videos. Yeah. (laughs) I like how you said that because, you know, somebody was asking me when we were doing the Dragon Up series, they said, Alan, why don't you guys do a video? And I said, well, I thought about it, you know, and I'm sure Betty and JR would have been up for it. But I was looking at all these different podcasting tips and all these things from a variety of professionals, you know. um, And one of the things they said, you know, it's great. The videos are great, you know. Mm -hmm. And then you put them on YouTube, you have a second source where people could stream if they have that for it. But two years ago, and this was this was a sad statement. I'll have to look on LinkedIn. But a friend of mine who is a safety consultant as well, well, he's a consultant now. He previously was a safety. He was in a vehicle accident watching a safety podcast. And this wow. was in a parking lot. He was pulling in. He had it playing, listening to the audio. Uh, I guess he said the YouTube thing was up 
And then when he ran into the light post, I said, oh, my God, I am not doing a video. Someone's going to be drunk oh. and smack. And I said, nope, I'm taking that one right off the board. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, I was thinking maybe, maybe now, um, because we're so many safety people, you and I are connecting with under the uh, U.S. Safety Professionals platform. You know, they're working remotely. And they like to see the visuals, especially if they have that available, um, yeah. you know, engage the reaction on people's faces. So I, I got to yeah. think about that. I think my well, I do that too, though. I, needs to be with you. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. I, I, we are going to have to do a live stream. Yeah. Yeah. Live streaming is fun. I love that medium. And it's you, you get to, to talk to people like right there. You get to answer the questions right there. They're keeping you on your toes like if you're in a classroom. So I do right. like the live streaming version of that. But on my show, I do have a standing rule that uh, whenever I give resources, because again, I'm trying to teach people how to do stuff. So I'm, um, I'm telling them, all right, you go to this page and, and I encourage them to open another tab and we're going to go ahead uh, and go uh, through OSHA. My standing rule yeah. is you are going to listen to this twice if you're in the car. First, you're going to hear it in the car. And when you get home, then you're going to do this. <laughs> so you're listening twice. <laughs> and that's my standing rule. So I'm, in my mind, I'm thinking everyone's obeying the rules. That's in my mind. And I always tell them, like you guys know the rules, you're listening to it now. You get familiar. But when you get home and you're not driving, now you could go ahead and uh, say, listen to it again and do you know the step by step. I like that. You know, because one of the things I... I was listening to Jay maybe a week ago, two weeks ago on uh, safety FM or well, it, it's safety FM. What's the one that he's been doing the live shows daily? Uh, oh yes. The rated R, the rated R. I love and, that. One. And he kept saying, I do, I do. And he was talking about how he had this new back platform where you log in, you know, while he's doing the show, I can never get the daggum thing to work. I have tried numerous times. I want to get on there and say, Doc, what are you doing? You know, what's the stock market like? Just, you know, just bust with them. And I couldn't yeah. get it to work. Oh, I do uh, it all the time. Whenever I'm listening, uh, I, I usually on Twitch, that's the service twitch.tv that I usually, if I'm on, I'll listen right. to that and I could respond to it right away. So he'll always know whenever I'm heckling him, <laughs> I try to yeah, get I'm, him to break I'm character. Always on, I'm always on the phone and I get the notice from LinkedIn. Hey, Jay Allen's on right now. And I get on there. Hey, Doc, get over you. Um, <laughs> I can't see, you know, what your shirt says. I got, you know, just little things like that. Trying to nice haircut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You look like, oh, what's that guy's podcast diary of something? Yeah, you, guys, you guys look similar. And that's one of the things I hated is when we were down in Florida and that hurricane was rolling through. And then the car got hit. We, I didn't get a chance yeah. to go and see with you guys. Yeah. So that was a missed opportunity for three of the most beautiful people in the area to get together. Yeah, that have been, uh, you know, that's like bald men unite. <laughs> oh, my God. It would have been like a set of Congo drums just lined up. Each one of us had our own tone. That's right. Yeah. Everybody next to us will have to be putting on sunglasses to block the glare from all our heads. <laughs> oh, my God. That would have been so great. You know, yesterday when I was talking to you and I asked you about uh, what do you do for calming and everything, we were talking about the essentials. Mm -hmm. And I got, we got done with that. And when I was trying to listen to, you know, what we were doing yesterday, I found that peppermint. I sat there and I was like, if Sheldon was here, we would just be meditating. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, let me, let me cut the canners on. 
the chanters and I had that going. I was like, oh my God, I was ready to go for another four hours. I didn't. Uh, I could have, but I didn't. Um, had some honeydews to get accomplished. But that's right. That was yeah. such a good tip. That was such a great tip, brother. And, and for those listening, and I got, I want to get this back to Sheldon. We were talking about essential oils and how lavender is great for calming and peppermint is uh, great as well, you know, to wake you up, stimulate yeah. the brain, thought processes. And Sheldon, uh, I love you, man. Oh, uh, man, that's that's like, whew, great, man. <laughs> Go ahead, finish it. No, I, oh, I no. broke it. I was going to ask a segue. If you couldn't have that available, do you think incense would work? Oh, yeah. I know yeah. it feels better with the essential oil on the hands. I'm just asking your personal. I was yeah, thinking about trying it. Yeah, aromatherapy, because um, uh, uh, generally it's uh, oils will work topical. Uh, they'll also work ingested, but you have to, you know, have pure therapeutic grade oil, not the ones that you're going to get off the shelf from one of your uh, drug stores. You're going to literally have to look through the companies to get pure 100% therapeutic grade oils. So oils you could use uh, in that way as well. And then the other way is by diffusing it. And the aromatherapy in itself is also good for you. So I know some of you listening, you're thinking, what does this have to do with safety and everything else? It is all connected. Our lives you can't segment home work uh, in in your body because when your body isn't uh, isn't functioning well, starting with your spirit and your your soul and your brain, then all of that is going to go towards distracted driving. It's going to go towards uh, you don't really analyze a hazard that you're about to to come in contact with because you're you're kind of just walking through it, just going through the day without really thinking it because your, your, your mind ain't right. So you got to do all the stuff to, to keep the rest of you okay by first getting your mind right. <laughs> Absolutely, brother. You know, yeah, it, we talk about people being dehydrated and stuff like that. They forget the physiological impact and the same thing if you're tired, fatigued. You know, you don't have all the right supplements. You don't have all, you're using too many stimulants, the coffees, the Red Bulls and stuff like that. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah. um, I had a question because, well, not a question, but more of a a, a comment because those of you not knowing, you guys not in the know, (laughs) me and Alan tried this yesterday and my sound was horrible. So we had to redo this a little bit. And that's what you're hearing right now is, is, is take two. Sheldon Allen, take two action. And uh, what <laughs> what I uh, really wanted to to make sure I didn't forget was I know that your that the supplements that you take. Do you do a regiment in any way? Because you like me have been on this weight loss journey, and you know I'm, I'm sixty. Oh, actually, just hit the seventy pound mark, and and I have regiments now of things I do. So, what are your regiments to keep your your body? We talked about the mind. I didn't want to. I didn't want to skip right, the mind right. without the body. So, yeah, no, that's a great question, brother. Because you know, people have asked me when they look at the pictures. Um, from on my podcast diary of a bald man, they go down to the one from fat to fabulous to bald and beautiful. And on that podcast cover on the left, they see where I weighed 330 pounds. So it, it took years to get it off. But, you know, once I found the supplements that worked in uh, the amino acids. So now to answer your question, yeah. Um, one of the th- first things I did 
and one of the hardest things for me to do being a type two diabetic, um, when I got diagnosed with that, obviously I gave up like all the sodas and stuff. And yeah. that was difficult. Um, I, I hate to say addiction, but I truly was addicted to it. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, but once I stopped the sodas and start shedding, the hardest part after that first 20 pounds was to continue going. That's when I learned about amino acids. So once I did that uh, and, and just tried with different things and, you know, looked at what was helpful, um, especially the L-carnitine, because it just turns fat into energy. Really? Um, it does. Yeah. And you can get tablet form in the liquid form. Um, what worked best was taking the L-carnitine. There's two types. Acetyl L-carnitine is what you take for brain. Mm -hmm. right? So what you're looking at is just L-carnitine. And it will tell you, you know, this helps turn uh, body fat, which is also good for cholesterol. So it breaks down fat inside your bloodstream. And I mean, my cholesterol is perfect now where it, it was a little hinky. Mm -hmm. But I did get into where I stand my amino acids, the L-taurine. Um, which is great for cardiovascular. It's great for pressure, uh, blood, everything. Then, you know, on top of that, then the citrulline, uh, which is basically helps produce nitric oxide. So if you get injured, you do recover somewhat faster because it, it just helps body gases. But it also, um, yeah, like, you know, where you're having to travel and do stuff like that. I found out I don't get backaches as much as mm -hmm. I used to. Hmm. But, uh, yeah. They, the wow. carnitine helps me keep it off. Uh, but the one thing I found is diets did not really work for me, except for cutting out like certain things. Yeah. What really started dropping my weight last November, where I went from 230 to where I'm at right now, 199, was intermittent fasting and then staying on my supplements, adding more proteins. Um, and it's worked. I, it surprised me that the intermittent fasting, because keto helped. Yeah, it, it helped a lot, um, but where they were restricting certain carbs and stuff, I'd, I'd run out of energy because I don't mm -hmm. eat a lot of sugars. I don't eat a lot of uh, synthetic stuff. The carbs produce the sugars I needed. And uh, so, mm -hmm. yeah, yep, that's Not my thing. Really. Mixture of keto, intermittent fasting. I don't eat before nine o'clock in the morning unless my blood sugar's down because being uh, type two diabetic, but it's almost completely reversed. I've not been on diabetic medication now for over five years. Um, really? Yeah. Well, congratulations. Yeah. Hold on. It Hold on. You're getting one of these. That's right. <laughs> I'm giving never you a big applause. clap over the radio before. That was amazing. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you had a whole crowd over there telling you, yes. <laughs> that is something else. I appreciate that. That just, that gave me a warm fuzzy. <laughs> Man, that's amazing. Cause truly I, uh, it's a mindset thing. And, and again, how it all relates to you guys listening and, um, uh, and trying to, you know, piece together a safety podcast and what we're talking about with the body, uh, is honestly, when I started losing, I'm sure you could, as an instructor, I felt so self-conscious whenever I had to speak in front of people because of my weight. And then also I didn't have the energy to deliver like I wanted to. And I gave everything I got because that's just me. But afterwards, wiped. I mean, wiped. And I couldn't, it takes me like truly when I get done with teaching or, or presenting or, or something, I'm done for the rest of the day. 
even if it was like an hour, then uh, maybe half the day. But if it's a full day class or something, I am done because I didn't have that energy. But now I literally would walk in the morning and I like to do walking meditations and then teach. And then after kind of fill around in the computer, do some work and you know, if you're doing OSHA audits or compliance audits, you're walking around the facility and everything, well, might as well make that an exercise uh, mindfulness thing. And you're going to feel the difference if you're, you're, you're going to be more aware of hazards because now you literally won't be uh, sleepwalking, if you will. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think it's essential. It is. It is. It, you know, and again, a lot of a lot of stuff where you see in construction, L, even general industry, you know, people that, that get in, in that mindset, oh, I'm up all night, I'm doing this, I'm not taking myself, I'm coming in dragging, then they hit the Red Bulls and stuff like we were talking about. But, um, yeah, you know, speaking that mind, body, spirit, mm-hmm. one of the things, Sheldon, you know, where I used to be a contractor and I traveled all over the place, you know, Alaska, everywhere over the lower 48. And I wanted to ask you this because your personal experiences now with you being an RVer, you know, one of the biggest stresses for a lot of people, um, whether construction, contractors, you know, machinists going out and stuff, when you're away from home, even though you have the RV, you have, you have stuff from the home. Mm -hmm. um, How do you deal with that stress? How do you deal with that separation from a location where, you know, like friends, family, places where you've been established? You know, for our contractors and professional safety that listen in and they travel, you know, yeah. what are some suggestions you can give them to help with that, that stress and that anxiety that you saw work for you or for others? Oh, yeah. Um, well, the reason I'm a full-time RVer now and uh, and we sold the house in 2017 was because I was traveling. We, we did the math. We sat down, did the math one year, and I was literally in a hotel 180 nights a day, uh, a year. Uh, so I was like, hold on. <laughs> Why am I? I'm sure you had some points built up. Oh, man. I had all kinds of Delta points. I had Marriott points. I had all kinds of points. And uh, after a while, I'm just like, all right, let's let's go ahead and let's make it. I'll bring my family with me and then we'll do it that way. So that may be one of the options for if you have the option of doing that. You know, that'd be an awesome option. Maybe not sell the house, but get an RV or something similar to that. And you drive where you need to go. So now you have the comfort of your own bed and everything else because one of the keys that I, I'll tell you a bunch of keys then. Uh, one is if you're flying and it's going to be a different time zone, especially, uh, as soon as you can take off your shoes, get your feet literally on the ground. Uh, there's a, a draw that with the actual location that you're in, you could get connected to the earth that way. It sounds all woo woo, but your body will start sinking and your jet lag will be less or not at all. So I mean, literally in airports and even when I'm international, I'll take my shoes off and I'm going to stand in the grass, even at the airport, if possible for just a good 10 minutes, sometimes even five minutes and just let my body synchronize with that, with the, the harmonics and the frequency of that location. And then if you can travel with, if uh, you, you, you don't want to feel like you're all babyish, travel with your pillow. Come on. I've done oh, it I too. Do. Yeah. 
Got yeah, to. I travel with a pillow. I travel, you know, with, if I have to, like once a month, uh, I have to go to North Carolina and service clients out there. But yeah, I've got a particular pillow. You know, yeah. I have something in my wife to put next to it, you know, just the blankie. <laughs> well, we call it a whoopee. So the military term yeah, the military term for a travel blanket that you pack with you is called a whoopee. Oh, and awesome. in referencing what you were talking about with your feet, no, I truly believe that. When I went to Denver years ago, um, I was up there for King Supers. King Supers had a, a thing going on up there, and I, I talked about it in uh, upcoming podcasts. We were up there handling labor negotiations. Uh. And the gentleman I was protecting at the time was saying the same thing. He said, when you get out, remember Tesla's method. And I knew who Nikola Tesla was, but Nikola mm-hmm. Tesla, one of the things he explained to me, he was an engineer with this company. He said that he could power a town underground. He said, you could put it into the energy that's in the ground below you and yep. it would stimulate you. And as often as possible, like you were saying, if you could get on the grass or onto a surface without the barriers of concrete, things like that, yep. you will actually draw energy. So that is very interesting. You said that I've heard that before, but in a completely, you know, uh, different way, he was just helping us. He was helping us with getting the altitude sickness, you know, and increasing yep. our salts and getting used to that. So that is and very that's... cool that you said that. It works because, you know, usually you have to schedule your, your flights in such a way that you can't get jet lag if you have to perform or you have to do something when you get uh, to, to why you got there. So in order for Absolutely. me not to do that, that's what I have to do. And then the other thing that I, I really try to do is uh, I'll hydrate. Uh, hydration is really oh, yes, important in travel. And, uh, and if I'm driving, uh, then the other, and I drive quite a bit now, but, uh, if I'm was going to drive from one location to the next, again, I'm packing everything that I can, that is going to make this place feel more familiar to me. And I'm definitely going to, uh, take the breaks that I need to stretch and get. So that means your, your scheduling of how you get from place to place becomes important. So you want to stretch that out as much as you can. If it's a, uh, for me, my rule of thumb is I really try not to as much as possible, uh, drive more than six hours in a day, uh, and if it's possible, some people you gotta, you know, I gotta hustle, <laughs> but, uh, uh, that's, that's my, my driving in a day, uh, for just car truck driving. If I'm driving mm-hmm. like RV, now I'm thinking four hours of driving and stretching and all that is going to make a five right. hour drive day. Right. But th- those things really help. And the other thing is, uh, honestly, if you are going to live the life on the road and travel, Spend the money to get like a. I'm not saying first class if you're flying, unless you could afford it. Oh, that'd be nice. It'd be nice if you could afford it, but do at least the the um the wider seats, uh, the little comfort seats in the in that the, that little mid zone. You know when they let oh, you yeah, come business in. elite and all that. Yeah, they let you it's let the business elite trouble. comes in first. And then you got that other group that's not the the first class, but you got that other group where where you could go in just before they let everyone else in. That's the group you want to be in because those seats will actually help you stretch up, be more comfortable, and that ride is going to 
set your your tone when you get into a new spot. So you want to make sure you set that tone uh, and meditate. Meditate while you're while you're traveling. That's really helpful. I like That's- that, brother. I like that a lot. So you know, you were talking about hydration. Is there a particular brand of water that you really like? Yeah, I, I I've got two of them because of their high pH, but is there one you really find that works good for you or pretty much just hydrate? Yeah, hydrate. I don't really, um, I know for, for, for more minerals you get is the better for you. So I, I don't want to do anything that is going to be deionized, uh, in any way. Cause I, I want that. I want those minerals. I want spring water if I could get it. So maybe oh, yeah, that could be the answer. Uh, okay. And what about you? You said you had the pH. Is it? Are you doing those pH fortified ones? Because I love those. Yeah, I do. So depending on if I can find them, uh, I've, I learned this when I was in Tennessee. First time I'd ever seen it uh, was Essentia. Uh, their water was really good, and but it's hmm. it's very difficult to find right now. But uh, yeah, I'll do that. And Body Armor was another one that was oh, yeah. good. But yeah, the flavor of it, you know, just made things better. But you know, they tell me, they being, you know, medical practitioners, people I talk with, they said, Alan, yeah. that stuff's good, but watch the, you know, make sure the calcium content and stuff's done. You don't want to get kidney stones. <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll take that in consideration. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, yeah, th- this is great. I'm glad we got to do this. Again. <laughs> we, we're going to have to do uh, quite a few more. But, you know, before we get too far, brother, because I'm unfortunately going to have to get off sooner today to take the wife into work. Yeah. How do people find you? I, I want to ask you first and then I'll throw in. You know, <laughs> well, yes, I definitely need that. And and uh, and for those of you that didn't know, me and Alan go way back. Yes. <laughs> we started <Yeah>. out with, <laughs> what, 2013, 2014? Yeah, the maybe? preamble. Sheldon was my instructor for the cost certification or the certified occupational safety specialist. And from there, uh, and keeping in contact, luckily, uh, you know, I, I took that cost and went off with it. And one of the conversations we had yesterday, because a lot of people don't understand, um, it's another training program and I'm definitely going to have Sheldon on another show to discuss this because it is important for people to understand. Um, but then my second training was when I was starting to go into the consulting side. That's one of the things that Sheldon trains people on as well is on consulting, developing the business, getting, you know, getting set up, how to approach clients, how to set your, you know, self up to succeed. I mean, there's nothing in it that's not going to help you. Yeah. And when I truly started seeing you blossom and i am i fanboy you every time i see your posts and puberty <laughs> took some time brother it waited until i was in my 40s before it sent me a voice <laughs> yeah man it was just awesome well, i can't you were a great teacher. About you. great you know the, the everything you gave me um they, all the training at the cost, you know, that week, you guys didn't hear me cussing him yesterday. I was so disrespectful <laughs> because he gave us homework, but, uh, the way you did it, the way you presented it, you, you know, we had to find our own way to, to represent you and to provide that mirror image to others. But it was the most engaging. It was the most enlightening format. Um, they're trans, you know, it, it had me transcend into a completely different individual. I completely looked differently at how I approach students. 
um, the BBS information you gave us, everything. And then on top of that, your consulting program, um, when I thought you couldn't get any higher, it was like, oh my God, you know, what information am I holding back that may help somebody that I think is, you know, not really pertinent, not really uh, something that they're going to build off of, but everything you gave us, everything was absolutely, you know, enlightening. I mean, it really did. It picked us up. It moved us all. I don't know about the other guys that were in the class with me, unfortunately. Um, but I know what happened with me, you know, and I always try to credit it back to you. I always try to, you know, say you gave us this, you gave me this ability, this technique, you know, and then same thing with Eric Gislason with NAS when he, was showing me how to do certain types of training, how to present information, and then using your style and his information. I'm just, I, I am, I'm expanding. I am. Not yeah, no, you're doing great. So I'll go ahead and I'll answer your question because I had yeah. to, you know, truly. I'm sorry, I had, to, I had to tell you about yeah, you. Oh, man. You I, no, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And I learned so much from you as well. So I, I, I am very, very grateful for our friendship. And for those that I'm really want uh, thanks. And for those that do want to get out to me, um, if you're a podcast listener, which I'm assuming you are, <laughs> then it's uh, Sheldon. It's Safety Consultant with Sheldon Primus. I didn't get too original with any names. And then the uh, uh, SheldonPrimus.com and SafetyConsultant.tv. That's pretty much the my my three things that I'm, I'm really doing, you know, the podcast safety consultant.tv and then sheldonprimus.com. I keep that updated. I got some resources in there. I've got, uh, actually I even got my domain names that I sell there because I keep buying these safety domain names and, and I keep wanting to build on safety domain names. Will, and I have this will. whole <laughs> empire in my brain of all this stuff. And then I end up having it forever and I never sell it. So I said, all right, that's it. I'm done. I'm just going to list it and I'm just going to get rid of these things because I'm keep peeing every year to, to, to renew it. I'm not, I'm not doing it anymore. I'm just going to get rid of it. So <laughs> that's where I keep everything. So SheldonPrimus.com. <laughs> what about yourself, and Ellen? And I promise you, if you just Google Sheldon Primus, you'll see him on dozens of other people's sites and information. He has so many people. I, I, I just made a new uh, LinkedIn connection where we were putting out about Sheldon. I mean, he's loved globally. And I oh. literally mean globally. Uh, I had engineers from Saudi Arabia, Europe, um, that know and love Sheldon. And they're like, please let us know as soon as your portion of the podcast, we'll listen to Sheldon. We'll, we'll think about yours, but we <laughs> definitely want to know. And uh, yeah, to find anything on me, if you Google Alan, the safety guy, um, it'll pull you up to the Mind and Constant Motion webpage. It'll show mm -hmm. you on LinkedIn. Um, I'm trying to work on a Google page. Uh, because something recently I learned where if you put it in, they find your business and, you know, people can put stuff that for those that use Google, they'll find out more information, but Google Allen, the safety guy. And, uh, yeah, you, you won't, you won't see as much of me out there as you will Sheldon. Well, you might, uh, but it's like, you know, Alan was thrown out of a petting zoo cause he brought a cookbook in, you know, things like that. The restraining orders have been down for five years. I, That's I right. <laughs> Don't look at that. <laughs> yeah, Sheldon, I love you, brother. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for everything you've taught me over these years. Oh, you are very welcome, brother. I do love you, and I'm so glad we got to do this, man. Thank you. We're, we're going to get together soon, and um, 
when y'all do, yeah, I'll make sure everybody knows about it. We'll, we'll have to do something live and in color and, uh, yeah. you know, just keep this going. And I promise you, Sheldon, I, I, I want to get on your show. I know we're on each other's shows right now, but, uh, brother, I'm going to be pimping your vocals out for quite a while. All right. Well, I'll do what I need to do. To <laughs> I'll do whatever I need to do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. Thank you All for right. the time, but thank you for everything. All God right. Have you. a great rest of the day. You too, brother. And thank you for everybody that took time to listen to us. And please look him up. He is a great man that will change your life. And there's more to come, I promise. Alan Wolford has produced this podcast for entertainment purposes. Neither this nor any other podcast he produced constitute legal, medical, marital, sexual, or professional advice. The opinions and views presented by Alan are his own and do not reflect the views or opinions of employers, clients, family, Facebook groupies, promotional sponsors, or baby Jesus. Any health information shared or mentioned as an alternative does not create any patient-physician relationship or other professional relationship between the audience and the presenters. No person listening to any podcast from this rocket surgeon should act or refrain from acting based on the content of a podcast without first seeking appropriate professional advice and or counseling. Nor shall the information be used to substitute for professional advice and counseling. As stated earlier, this show is for entertainment purposes, not how to lead or change your life. Do what is best for you or what your spouse approves of. Alan Wolford and all guests of the show expressly disclaim all liability relating to any actions taken or not taken based on any and all contents of this site. 